Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Henry with the band Sangre and Brujeria. You're listening to The House of Noise. Welcome to House of Noise, everybody. <laughs> yeah, how's everybody doing? Life is great. Life it's is grand. Summertime. It's grand and wonderful, and it's summertime. Well, being up yeah. here in Michigan, we absolutely hate winter. Winter can kiss my ass. The majority of us Michiganders cannot stand. I, I can't even speak for everybody. The okay. winter makes me wilt like a flower. No, the winter makes me fucking depressed. That's what well, it that does. too makes me want to jump off a it's mountain. Gray. If I were it's near cold. a mountain, I'd jump. It's depressing, okay? It's crappy. So it's now, poo-poo. summertime, sun's out. We're feeling good. We're feeling happy. Yeah. We're ready to go. Woo! Ready to go. Ready to rock and roll, right? Rocking and roll. Ready to melt some faces. Yes. Whatever. But we talked to Henry from yes. Sangre and... Brujeria. I think you're... Yeah. Neither one of us can say it right, but I know he Bru- does. Brujeria. Brujeria. I think Brujeria is the closest we're going to get. Yeah, I think so. But, yeah, we had a lot of fun talking to him. We talked to him about growing up in L.A. We talked to him about the gang you know, culture, the gang like culture, because he grew up in L.A., in the L.A. area in the 80s and 90s, and that was the height of the gang era. Gang violence, yeah. So, very interesting story to hear all that. Um, his me- His Mexican heritage and how important that is to him. Uh, how he got into music is, you know, hooking up with the band for Sangre and starting that band back mm-hmm. in, what, 99, he yeah, said? Yeah, 99. Been Woo. doing this for 20 years. Definitely uh, God bless a, him veteran, for that. a veteran. Yeah, he is a veteran. But We're going to say he's a veteran. been all over the world yeah. with Sangre. He's been Seven all, continents. He said he's also been all, the, all over the world with the other band. Yeah. Brujeria. <laughs> and... Uh, he was just really fun to talk to. He had some stories. He yes. was very fun to talk to. And he's a dad. He's got a teenager who's going to be graduating. And what do you say, a eight-year-old and a five-year-old, I think? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So young kiddies. Oh, he talked about the troubles of uh, being in a relationship and mm-hmm. being in a band, How which hard is that is always sometimes. hard. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. a lot of good stuff in this one. I yeah, really enjoyed talking to him. a lot of nuggets. Oh, yeah. Crystals of goodness. Yeah, just grab those nuggets. Don't squeeze too hard. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> Okay, so um, we're gonna we're gonna just stop our diatribe of silliness, and now we're gonna let you listen to uh, Henry from Sangre tell us about Mas Fuerte que la Muerte, their newest release. You're doing a pretty decent job on that too. Thank you. Mas Fuerte. Mas Fuerte que que la Muerte. Muerte. Mas yes, si, si. Si. As I told him. Muy poquito, Espanol. A little bit of Spanish. Just a little bit. Just a little. Just no a, mas. Just a tip of Spanish. Un poquito, <laughs> no mas. And we'll, we'll eventually get back to where Ask the Experts. We haven't really been uh, diligent about that, but we need to we need to make some phone calls to spice her up. Okay. So, <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm getting, I'm getting I'm so a little... I'm so far behind. I'm just trying to pump them out now. Pump them. And then, like, this weekend, we got you got three on one day. You're oh. killing me, Smalls. You're not the one that has to edit them all. I know. We'll see how that goes. Yep. 
So stay tuned. All right. Stay. And you know, do you know how they could stay tuned and know oh, what's going tell on me. in our world of House of Noise? Tell me. We have a Facebook page. Holy crap. What? We have a House of Noise Facebook page? Just look up Ooh. House of Noise and look for the little Lego figures. That's us. That's us. Just take a look and click on and like it. And again, if you're ever curious by anything, just, you know, you can use the anchor link in the description and leave us a message, too. You can. You can leave us a message. Give us some, uh, you know, suggestions about bands you want to see on the show. You can also give us money. You could give us money. Yeah, there is a little link down there for that, too. But yeah. we're not asking yeah. for handouts. We're not asking for handouts. But if, yeah, you feel, if you feel the need, you feel you know, the we're, need not gonna we're not going to turn it away. generous. We're not going to turn it away at the same time. <laughs> We'd be silly to do this that. This whole podcasting thing does cost a little does bit cost of money. money. Yeah, <laughs> so it does. So if you're feeling generous, we uh, we won't turn it down. Nope. But uh, hope you hope All you right. enjoy this interview with Henry from Sangre. And check out their new album "Más Fuerte Que La Muerte." I like how I say it better. I say it sexier. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, folks, enjoy, enjoy it. Bye. 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 Hello. Hey, Henry, it's Jenna and Jim. How you doing? How's it going? How's it going? Hey. It's going great. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah? <laughs> Had better days, but it's not too bad. Well, that's good. That's good. Can you guys, can you guys hear me okay? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, you're not getting too much echo because I have it on speaker. I'm still in the car, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I had a I had a pretty long morning. Um, my refrigerator went out last night. Oh my gosh! So I spent the better half of the day just trying to find a new refrigerator. And I guess since the whole uh, pandemic has happened, um, factories have shut down, so everything's back ordered. Wow! Yeah. So yeah, I went to Home Depot, Lowe's, all the different you know appliance stores, and nobody had anything available today. Everything oh was gosh. like you know, oh, we'll have it in two weeks. We'll have it in three weeks. And, I'm like, no, I need one today. Right. So I even tried searching like the Facebook Marketplace and OfferUp, places like that. And everything that I could find just seemed either old or kind of shady. I wasn't sure if I wanted to buy it off to some someone's personal. Yeah, I don't know these people. <laughs> you know, there's, no, yeah. there's no warranty. Oh, God, and, um, no. Mm-hmm. But I, I finally found a place who had one one available, just one. So my <laughs> options were, were, were slim to none. And I bought it. Spent a good fortune on it. But <laughs> I was going to say, you probably spent way more than you wanted to. Yeah, I spent probably about 500 more than I anticipated. Oh, and I anticipated, I anticipated about 1000 So, yeah, that's where I was at on that. Oh, man. So, well, yeah, but it's a, nice, it's a nice fridge. It's a beautiful fridge. It's brand new, so it's got warranty. So I'm just glad I got it over with. So now I'm ready to rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> So you still gotta get home and uh, put it in? Oh, uh, I put it in myself. Me and my wife put it in. We went in there and we installed it, and I checked the water line so we can get our ice maker going and the water going. So okay. it, it should be good. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, how long before you were home? Uh, today has literally been the worst day I've seen traffic-wise. Like they're doing construction on the freeway, and like it's Friday, right? But I mean, previous prior to this, traffic was non-existent really around here, even in Southern California, being that. A lot of people were staying home, right? But they opened they opened everything up last weekend, so it's been this like oh, insanity. Geez. And now everyone's on the road, and it's 
it's like back to normal pretty much when it comes to traffic. Yeah. Well, trust so, me. I, I, I lived in San Diego for a couple of years, so I know the five and the traffic can be okay. horrendous down there. Yeah. It's a pain in the butt, man. I mean, it's, it's, but it's the way it is out here. You know, I've yep. been here my whole life. So it's, it's kind of, for me, it's like, ah, it's just another day at the office, but it still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it still sucks. So I gotta say though, uh, let's welcome to House of Noise first and foremost. Thank you. Uh, we're really digging uh, Mas Fuerte que, que la Muerte. Perfect. Yep, got it. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, muy poquito español, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Hey, like, I've had a couple guys talk about it online on YouTube, and they butchered the name out of it. They butchered the hell out of the name. One guy was in the UK, so you know, oh, oh, yeah. I'll, give him, I'll, give, I'll give him a little little slack there, but it, it was, some, of it, some of it was really bad. Oh, <laughs> like, my <"Whoa."> God. <laughs> It's really not that hard. I well, mean, I, I gotta, I gotta it. give props to. I worked, uh, I did a little bit of work in Mexico for a couple months, so I gotta give a lot of props to them guys and help helping me uh, uh, hone my your Spanish spirit. skills. I guess. Your Espanol. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, when you're when you're around it enough, you'll definitely pick it up. I mean, I I grew up with it around me. Right. And then when my when my mother and father got divorced, you know, my dad's side of the family spoke it fluently. Mm. My mom's side of the family, my grandparents didn't never taught my grand my mom. Oh, really? They never taught their kids Spanish because when they were growing up in the area they were growing up in, they wanted them to make sure they spoke English so there wasn't any you know, discrimination and stuff like that back oh. in the in the fifties. Yeah. Yeah. So they never really learned Spanish. It was it was kind of like just not spoken in the household. So my mom's side of the family, you know, only my grandparents would speak it, and my aunts, I hear them once in a while talking amongst themselves. Um, so when my parents got divorced, I kind of lost that that everyday fluidity of hearing it. Right. And they didn't speak Spanish for a long time, just, you know, the small word, you know, cuss words and <laughs> the basic. Right. Do, do you're, <laughs> as I got older, you know, and I yeah. started, you know, I started working. I'd be around it so much, and you kind of pick it up little by little, and then I, I definitely wanted to speak it more because it was, you know, it's, um, you know, my, I'm of Mexican descent, so I want to know it. So I sure. picked it up more, and then, and then, um, just as time went on, traveling and stuff, just, you know, had to relearn it. But you know, I got got the hang of it now. It's still a little rough at times, and you can call it Spanglish. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. It's a little more, yeah. a little more of a of a street mixture, right. <laughs> of what traditional Spanish is, but uh, it works. Yeah, do what? your um your kids um speak Spanish? No, I mean I've tried to teach them a little bit here and there. Um, my wife is she's a little more of a of a mixed combination. Mm. <laughs> she has a, 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 you know, some some Mexican in her, um, Italian, and I think even French. Oh wow, that's so quite the combination. <laughs> she's not she wasn't really she didn't really grow up around Spanish in her family. Uh, um, but you know, it, it, you know, being in Southern California, it's kind of it's it's always there. Yeah. yeah. So you know, she she knew. The street slang, the Spanglish too, for the most part, but we just haven't really taught our kids. I've been trying to. It's just, it's hard, you know, when yeah. they don't, when it's not being spoken all the time, it's hard to really keep it going, you know, when it they're is. in school and they're not really speaking it. And, you know, they're definitely interested in it. They ask me questions like, what does that mean? What does this mean? Or how do you say this? How do you say that? And I'll teach them. Oh, that's so, cool. I mean, yeah, it's only, it seems like they're interested in it. So I want them. I tell them when they get into school. I have a five-year-old, a twelve-year-old, and an eighteen-year-old. One's graduating oh, this year. Okay. Um, yeah. So the the two younger ones, they talk about they want to learn it. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'll teach you what I can, and then when you when you start in a certain yeah. grade, they teach it, and they offer it, take it. Yeah, definitely. You know, and learn about it. Definitely. But uh, little unknown fact is that that's the one class I failed in high school. Really. <laughs> You know, it reminds me of uh, the Cheech and Chong up in smoke when he's like, 
you know, he's singing that song and he's like Mexican Americans, you know, and all that. And he's like, I could take Spanish yeah. and get a B. That's one of my favorite movies right there. That's yeah. too much. Those guys. How important was it for you to keep that heritage? I know that you said it was a little upsetting that you didn't where you weren't around it all the time. So how important is it to you, like your Mexican heritage and stuff? That's very important. You know, I think it's it's very important to know where you come from or where your you know your your lineage, you know, where your family comes from, your ancestors come from. Um, you know, I actually found out a few years ago one of my cousins did one of those twenty three and me's. Oh yeah. And did some research, did my some research on my grand my dad's side of the family and my my great my grandmother, her I don't say her father or her 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 father great father was from Macedonia, which wow. is you know, in Europe. Yeah. Um and then my like great 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 grandfather, you know, was from Spain, and he has you know blonde hair, blue eyes. You would you would huh. think you you wouldn't think he was Mexican, which Crazy. he wasn't. He was Spanish, obviously. Right. Um, you know, and you know, if you really know history, you know that you know the Spanish came to Mexico and the conquistadors and everything, yep. and that's basically what it's modern Mexican Mexicans are. You know, a mixture of Spanish and and native, you know, Mexicans, mm-hmm. native North Americans. So. Um, Oh, it's it's cool to kind of like to know that. I mean, there's a lot of violence, unfortunately. You know, the slaughtering of people, right. and yeah. you know, it's just kind of like gone down. Whether it's you know Columbus and whether it's Indians and Native Americans here, and yeah. it, it happens. It's, it's part of like our history. Yeah. But I think I was always grown to like embrace you know who I was. Um, I mean, I remember when I first started school. You know, my my name is Enrique. Mm. Um, that's my dad's name. It's something about Mexican men. They love giving their kids their. Their, name. their, their names, right. yeah. So like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like the third Enrique in my family. Um, <laughs> but you know, I was given that name. I remember being in, in kindergarten and first grade, and the teachers having a hard time saying my name. Mm-hmm. I mean, it may be a little more well known now because you're like Enrique Iglesias, and right. people have you know heard that name more more now. But back in the early '80s, they'd have a really hard time saying my name. They'd be like Enrique or Enrique, and <laughs> I'm rice get so like go home to my mom and say, Mom, they can't say my name. What do I do? And I don't like it. I feel like they're making fun of me right. or the kids are looking at me weird because they can't say my name. And she was like, just say Henry. Henry is pretty much, is, Enrique is Henry in, oh, in English. It's kind of right. like that's a translation. Oh, okay, cool. So <laughs> I always went by Henry ever since then. The only time I ever heard Enrique is when my mom or my grandma was mad at me. You know, they'd, they'd yell at me. Like, Enrique! <laughs> oh, shit, I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah, especially when I was in trouble when I hear that name. Oh, especially um, when you hear the full name, too. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. When it's the full name, you're just like, okay, I'm done. Uh, uh, I'm screwed. But, you know, so I always like to, to, to keep that in mind, you know, and, and um, you know, my last name is Sanchez. You know, it's a pretty typical Mexican name. Um, but um, I think growing up, I was always attracted to, to the lifestyle and the culture, um, lowriders, and even, yeah. you know, unfortunately, gang culture. You know, it's kind of like embedded in, like, people, a lot of people talk crap about, you know, oh, thugs and this and that and gangs. And it's like... Yeah, but you can understand when you're growing up in these neighborhoods or you're growing up in these areas where it's it's kind of glamorized and kind of like yep. feels like it's part of who you are. You kind of latch onto it. You don't really know otherwise. You know, I mean, you know, right from wrong, of course. You know, and I never really, I never really got involved in gang banging, mm-hmm. but it was always around me, and I had family members that were. Um, I think music kind of kept me out of trouble. Uh, I can I can say that uh, music and art. I always loved art too, and drawing and all yeah. that stuff. So I think. I was always around it, but it kept me out of trouble because I embraced music. I had I had another outlet, basically. Some of these yeah. guys don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of these people sad. don't have an outlet. They all they have is is the street, so they turn to that, and that mm-hmm. becomes everything for them. And then they end up in jail or whatever else. Me, I had music. I had a, a, a mom who raised me by herself for the most time, most part, and raised me well. And 
responsibility responsibility and, and grandparents who were there for me. And, yeah. You know, some people don't, but yeah, I, I embraced that, man. I always had a job. Like I had a newspaper out when I was nine years old. So it was like, okay, I, I learned work ethic at, at a young age. And um, I knew to be proud of where I came from and proud of who I am, but I also knew like there are certain lines like shouldn't cross, I shouldn't yeah. do this, and I shouldn't yeah. do that, you know? And so it's, oh, yeah. it's always been important to me, but it's important to me to also to represent my race in, in a proper light. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I was definitely curious about that because I know growing up in the LA area, you're about the right age. There was a huge gang culture going on in the LA area. Oh yeah, eighties and nineties were, and, and I tell people that all the time because they'll talk about it now, and I'm like, you have no idea. Like it was in the nineties, it was bad. Yeah, you were really? either in a gang or you weren't. And if you weren't, you had to be careful because you could be caught in the crossfire. Yep. And really? I live I live about an hour east of LA, um, in the Inland Empire, all right. like uh, San Bernardino, Riverside oh, County. Okay. Um, so we had a big, big um, influx of people from L.A. County moving out here in the 90s. There was a lot of new developments, new home developments in our area. So a lot mm-hmm. of families were trying to get away from L.A. and coming out here. And, and just, I think, you know, of course, they brought their children yep. with them. And a lot of the children were also involved in the gang. So next thing you know, you had L.A. gangs trying to, you know, mark yep. their turf in our area. So it became even more crazy with the gang violence, you know. Wow. It was all around. The 90s were insane. The 90s were, you know, I mean, whether it was Bloods and Crips or, or the Mexican gangs, Chicano gangs, it was really bad. And I remember just being like hearing gunshots all the time and, you know, just a lot of violence. And uh, I mean, it's definitely calmed down a lot. I mean, I know we got a lot of stuff going on right now, a lot of civil unrest. Yeah. But, um, you know, as far as like that whole gang thing, that thing was, was crazy in the 90s. Yeah. I remember we visited back in, it was like the later 90s, but. My brother had gotten a San Francisco jacket, and my the, uh, the my family was like, "You can't wear that here. Like, don't wear it. They wait till we get back to Michigan before you put it on." And you know, <laughs> it's a real thing. If you wore the wrong yeah, thing, yeah. like they would, you know, the, you cross the wrong person, you get shot for it. It's That's just crazy. It's just yeah. a crazy life. I mean, some people know they look at you. They know, okay, this guy's off around here, right, you know, right. and, but some people, some people are just natural troublemakers, and they'll just right away right. see you and oh, yeah. I'm gonna t- you steal his jacket, or I'm gonna shoot him for it, or you know, something. Right. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, what what drew you to metal music then? Like, when did you start getting into um, metal? Well, see, I grew up. I grew up on on Motown. You know, you guys are from Michigan, so you oh, know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. grew up on the Motown music. My mom listened to you know, um, Smokey Robinson, awesome. The Miracles, and and Mary Wells, and all yeah. that old oldies. He called her Temptations. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> Temptations, also, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So I grew up on that stuff and a mixture of that, and like I'd say, like '80s pop and even like '80s early hip hop. Okay, that was like my that was my was all I heard around my neighborhood and where I grew up. So that was my first love. Was like I got into it. I always loved music. I loved to sing. My mom would always sing. Like I think just that was a natural thing. I just I embraced it. Yeah. Um, when I was in the sixth grade, I joined the choir. Well, I didn't join the choir. My <laughs> sixth grade teacher was the choir teacher. So part of her class was like, well, you know, at the last hour of the day, I have choir practice. The whole class goes. And I remember being like, oh, okay, cool. Whatever. I like singing. You know, you know, I I, I try to be like this little hard ass, but I like singing. (laughs) So I would sing. We would do like plays and musicals and stuff. And, you know, I would do stupid little skits and stuff, but but I enjoyed it. So I sang. And then I remember, um, I want to say, it was like seventh grade. You know, going going into middle school, going into junior Mm -hmm. high. I remember... What was I trying to think what it was? I think it's just MTV, having MTV mm, around. Yep. And I, I've always been a wrestling fan. I grew up in, oh, you know, yes. watching wrestling. Yes. I remember watching on the, my mom's black yeah. and white TV, watching world class championship wrestling out of Dallas. <laughs> yeah. And well, then even watching like early NWA and the WWF. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The theme music that always caught me the most was the rock stuff, the guitar oriented, you know, 
whether it was the Road Warriors coming down to, to oh, Black yeah. Sabbath Iron Man yep. or the guy, the Ultimate Warrior with his guitar stuff. And you'd have, you know, Demolition. These groups came out and the music goes, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. like, oh, man, it's menacing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's wicked. I love it. Yeah. So I gravitated to that sound. I really liked it. And then I remember hearing, I want to say it was uh, like Molly Crew or something, Shout the Devil. Mm, yeah. And then yeah. <laughs> seeing like the imagery on the video, you oh, know, yeah. uh, Tommy Lee hits the drum, the, the pentagram is flying out. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just started seeing you know, Metallica and these different bands on MTV, and I was like, it, it grabbed me in a different way. Like, okay, I like this. And then, you know, being around different kids in the school and hearing their music, and I started, okay, I'm really, really starting to dig, dig this different sound. Um, at the same time, my mom had married my stepfather, and he's, you know, he's a white man. Mm-hmm. He, um, coming into my life, and it's funny, they were boyfriend and girlfriend in like fourth and fifth grade. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, you know, grew, grew their separate ways, and then we moved into an apartment complex, and he happened to be our neighbor. Oh, that's And funny. it's like, it was it was weird, you know? And um, I was about, I was 13 at the time. They got together, and they ended up getting married. And I remember he'd always listen to a lot of, like, classic rock, you know, All stuff right. he grew yep. up on. So that caught my ear as well. And then I, I had gotten a, I had gotten a job working at a pizza place called Shakey's out here. And one of the guys in the back who prepped the dough in the morning, because I was a busboy, mm. he would always listen to Black Sabbath and Dio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I'd hear that stuff. and I was, I was hearing more and more rock, and it really, really caught my ear. And I'd, oh, what is this? Oh, what is that? Okay. So I started listening to it more and more, and then, you know, I started discovering my own bands, discovering Alice in Chains and, and discovering Soundgarden and, uh, you know, hearing, uh, there was a, a radio station out here that was like a pirate radio station. Mm. And um, they'd play like Sepultura and, oh, and Pantera nice. and Slayer and uh, Suicidal Tendencies. And I'd be like, what is this? Oh my God, this is yeah. even more extreme. What the fuck yeah. is this? <laughs> so, you know, it just, little by little, I just grew into it more and more. And next thing you know, I was, I was buying stuff. And I remember uh, hearing Corn for the first time and mm. some of the new metal bands and being like mm-hmm. blown away by it. Cause it it felt like it was more my style. Like, cause you know, I saw the guys on the videos and they were wearing like the Adidas jumpsuit. Yeah. Yeah. They had a little bit of that hip hop influence mm-hmm. to it. So it kind yep. of connects with me because I came from that background. Yep. And that's, I think when I really embraced metal, cause it was like, okay, not only is a bunch of guys with Aquanet in their hair and tight <laughs> jeans, now these guys actually dress like me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I, I can, it means I can do this. So as time went on, you know, I got more and more into it and, you know, go to high school parties in high school and kids would be playing rock and punk rock. And I got into it and didn't actually enjoy the band until I was out of high school. I'd always go to parties and stuff mm-hmm. and, and hear music and be into it, go to hardcore shows, underground shows, but didn't actually uh, join a band until I was 18, 19 years old. Did you ever make it down to the strip? Um, At that age, no. I mean, I had gone to some concerts. I remember I saw Tool when I was like 16. Nice. Um, at, a, at a small club in San Bernardino, out here oh, I live, okay. a small um, little arena where they have wrestling matches. Awesome. Um, I mean, it might have been like 400 people capacity, 300 yeah. people capacity. Wow. Small place. Yeah. So that was Tool in 95. Oh, and then wow. I remember seeing, um, started going to shows, and then finally made it to the strip the first year after I started this band. All started right. this band in 99. Oh, wow. God, yeah, and I remember like we so played crazy. the place called the Coconut Teaser. It was like a staple. <laughs> In Hollywood, it was a small little dive bar, but it was a stable. Like that was like, okay, now you can play the strip. You got to hit this place first. Yeah, right. You Sounds know, you have to your initiation. Yeah, I say like paying your dues. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Before you can play the whiskey or any of those places, you got to pay the coconut teaser, and it was it was a little shithole. Yeah, it was weird. like it was like an upstairs venue that to pull all your gear up the damn stairs. Oh, oh my god! Fuck. One of those. 
That would but suck. it was uh, definitely paid our dues in, in Hollywood, playing a lot of little small bars and clubs in Hollywood before we hit the main strip. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I mean, but from there on, once we hit the strip, it was over, and we just kept playing it. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Um, you guys have been able to play the, you know, the UK and and Europe and stuff like that, and you've been able to play over here. You guys have been holding it down for what twenty years now. That's just crazy. Yeah. What yeah. has what has kept years, you? Right? Yeah, what has kept I mean, you tenacious and going after you know. Keep on plugging along. I mean, that's a long time. I think it was just, number one, like I said, my work ethic has always been, I'm not trying to, like, blow smoke up my own ass, but, I mean, realistically, like, I've, I've, you know, I came to a point, I think maybe about five years ago, where I told myself, you know what, I deserve the shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I worked hard for this shit. Because for the longest time, I was very, I still am humble. I think I still am a very humble person. Oh, yeah. I'm appreciative of what I've accomplished and what I've gained from it. But I feel like, okay, you know, I've, I have worked hard for this. And it was a point in time where I had to say to myself, you know what? Dude, you deserve this. You worked your ass off. You paid your dues. You know, like you deserve this. And and um, I think there was just just starting the band in '99 with these guys I didn't even know. Yeah. You know, I was just working and ran into a guy and he comp- he complimented me on my Pantera shirt. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, thanks, man. He's like, oh, do you play music? I was like, ah, really? You know? Oh no, oh, yeah, we're starting a band. You know, we're looking for a singer. I was like, oh, I sing. Yeah. Oh, you do? I was like, oh yeah, you know, at home. Oh, yeah, right. what do you sing? What do you sing like? I named off a couple of my favorite singers. Oh, dude, you should come over to our house and jam with us. Like, yeah, I don't know. And this was in a city about 40 minutes from my house. Oh, wow. So I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. I live all the way out there. Yeah. All right. So then I saw him again like a week or two later. And, hey, man, um, so you've thought about it? I was like, yeah, sure, I'll come out. So, you know, jam with them. And then, we, you know, over time you have lineup changes and people mm-hmm. come and go. People have get married or whatever. And I just always was like, you know what? I believe in this band. I'm, I mean, I'm having a great time. I feel like this is what I'm meant to do. Right. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing, I, I couldn't think of anything else that I want to do with my life. I mean, aside from art and, you know, making yeah. a career out of art is, is hard to yeah. do. <laughs> yes. um, you know, I had worked so many jobs at that point. By the time I was 18, I'd already worked. You know, I don't know how many jobs. I worked as a paper boy. I was worked in kitchens. I worked in, you know, pizza places. I worked in the hospital, the cafeteria. Like wow. I'd had several jobs by the time I was 18. And, you know, even I even went to college for like a semester and I was just like, this sucks. This is boring. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm not, I just I just didn't care for it. I yeah, felt like I was back not... in school relearning. I felt like I was relearning everything. You know, that first semester, you're like, kind of re- oh, you know, yeah. kind of like a yeah. relearning. And yeah. I just wasn't digging it. And school's, not, school's like, not, yeah. not for everybody. School's not for everybody. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's not for everybody. I mean, some people are just are, are just meant are meant for other things. Yeah. And I just felt like, you know what? I love doing music. I love. I even love the work of it. I love going out on the street and handing out flyers. I love, you know, just I, every little thing of it. The business, even I loved it. I yeah. embraced the business. I think a lot of people don't like to do that shit. They don't like to do the extra work, and I did. Like, I don't know why. I'm a psychopath, but I. You're, <laughs> you're like a natural born hustler, is what you are. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, to, to this day, I'll run into people that's like, man, I used to see you on the strip back in 2004, you know? Yeah. You'd be outside the, the, the palace or the palladium handing out flyers for your band or CDs, demos. Like, yep, I'm still doing it. They're like, oh, shit. They couldn't believe it. They're <laughs> still doing it. You know, and I've seen so many bands come and go, and yeah. I think I kind of took pride in, like, being that, that lone survivor. And um, just kind of like, I, but I always felt like we always advanced. We always evolved. Mm-hmm. We always, we, it was never two steps back. It was always forward, forward, forward. And whenever we had a situation where we felt like we took a step back, it was two steps forward. Right. Like there was a reason why for that step back to put us forward. Okay. Okay. You know, I always saw, I was more of an optimist, I guess you could say. And, um, I don't know. It just, it's, it's, to me, it spoke to me like, this is what you're supposed to do with your life. Right. And my grand, my grandfather passed away in 2007. I remember him on his deathbed. I was there with him and he told me, 
you know, I'm proud of you. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't Aww. ever give up. And that right there was like, you know, he bought me my first microphone. He bought it at a yard sale, but it was a sure. It was a really good microphone. Oh, nice. And I remember he bought me that microphone back when I first started the band. He was like, he would be so excited. He'd never listened to my music. That wasn't his thing, of course. Yeah. But um, yeah. he would play, he would be like, oh, I met this guy at the restaurant. I had breakfast this morning. I met this guy and I told him about your band. I'm like, oh, really? Cool. He was <laughs> always so excited about it. I never, I never quite understood it until I got older. Yeah. At the time, it was just like, oh, wow, my grandpa's like out there promoting me. <laughs> Okay. You know, he was like hooking me up with a guy. Like, this guy is a drummer, you know. He's, he's looking for a band. Do you know any bands? I'm like, what? Grandpa, you don't, what do you know about this? And then I meet that guy. Oh, I met your grandpa, man. I, I served him at so-and-so at Denny's. What the fuck? Well, apparently, apparently grandpa was a hustler, too. Yeah. So for, for, when he, for, for him to tell me that on his deathbed, it was just like it, it even even pushed me for harder. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, anybody who, who dates a musician or knows musicians know that it's not easy to deal with, no. especially no. when you're, you know, me and my wife have had several ups and downs because of it. I yeah. bet. You know, yeah. Yeah, having, <laughs> it happens. Having, I mean, having a relationship and being a musician is definitely not the easiest thing in the no. world. Mm-mm. Oh, it's, it's hard, man. And, and, you know, I don't know if you guys, if I don't know if I, if I told you guys this beforehand, if you had any, if you knew any information on this, but I played in another band too, that's yeah. international. Yeah. We were going to bring it up. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I mean, so so once I started, I mean, I was already grinding it, doing tours. We were touring all over the U.S. and South and Mexico. Right. This band, Songre. Yeah. And, you know, at a band at that level, you're not really making a lot of money. You're kind of doing it for, it's a it's a labor of love, you know? Yeah. You're doing it because you're trying to succeed and you're doing it, you're paying, you're making a hundred bucks here, a hundred bucks there, maybe 500 bucks one night. Oh, great. You know, mm-hmm. you get a hotel room. But I mean, you're sleeping in vans. You're, you know, we we paid our dues for years, driving up and down the highways, and and you know, getting in accidents, unfortunately, and our trailer, mm-hmm. our trailer getting smashed, and oh, I mean, just so many things have happened. And you know, like the wife would be like, "Oh my God, when are you going to grow up?" You know, it was always that question. When are you going to grow out of this? And I'd be like, "Oh, you know, give me, give me when I'm 35." And then 35 or 30. And then 30 came. And it was like, so what's happening? He's like, I'm still going. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like, okay, 35, 35. And then 35 came and gone. It was like, what? But then when I was offered the, the spot in the other band, you know, I'd known those guys for a long time. And, you know, my band had opened up for their band so many times that when the spot came available, they, I was one of the first guys they called and was like, Hey, you know, would you want to do this? Um, it's just for, you know, a couple shows. We need someone to fill in. Yeah. Okay. I filled in for a couple shows in South America. It was great. Mm. It was fun. Got paid nice money. And then it was like, we want you guys, we want you full time. I'm like, uh, yeah, they got, I couldn't say no. I couldn't say no. No. They got a nice following. I was looking at their Facebook and there's like, what? Yeah. Almost 300,000 followers on there. It's a crazy cult following. I mean, I've, I've played shows in Poland where, you know, they don't speak a lick of Spanish, (laughs) but they know every word. Wow. They know everything because that band, that band, everything's in Spanish. You know, I mean, okay. that song, their songs all in Spanish. Yeah. So to go play in Poland or like Finland, and everybody knows the words, and they're like fanatical. We played Japan a couple years ago, and people were going insane. I'm just like, and they're all wearing the shirts. I'm just like, what the hell is this? It's it's a cult. Yeah. It's got a cult following, and you know, it's it's been very prosperous, man, and it's been great for me. You know, I've, I've seen the world. I've been on five continents now. I've played Australia and Japan, uh. and you know. And it's it's great, but it's exhausting at times too, and especially yeah. with the relationship. So when that started happening, at first it was, oh great, you know, you're traveling, you're making good money. This is your career now. I, I had to quit my job because I couldn't keep taking time off. So she was a little uneasy about it, but when the money was coming in and bills were getting paid, and she was like, mm-hmm. okay, so it's actually your career. Okay, cool. Yeah. But then having having three children, oh goodness, yeah, it's tough. It is. It's yeah. tough. You know, she's she becomes a single mom when I'm gone. Yeah. yeah. 
And, yeah. you know, I appreciate everything she does. And I understand it's hard, it's difficult, but there's times where it's just, it's too much. And, it, you know, she hits the fan. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, we're still here. We're still, we're still going. Well, yeah. She's <laughs> still together. Yeah, she's yeah. obviously come to some sort of understanding of that, you know, he's never going to change. This is who he is. I have yeah. to accept that yeah. or leave. And she's decided to stay with you. So yeah. I, I find that beautiful yeah. in yeah. a way. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I definitely got to commend her for that because you know it's it's like I said, it's not easy to be with someone. No. I couldn't imagine. I mean, I'm used to it because this is me, but I couldn't right. imagine being with someone who's gone, you know, x amount of days a year. And yeah. you know, of course, then of course, you know, I'm not just saying women come in too. I know I've I've done it before. You see pictures of your significant other oh, with yeah. you know someone else, their arms wrapped around them, and this yeah. and that. Right away, the red flags go up. And oh, so do you sleep with her? Mm. You look. She looks really, <laughs> yeah. really up to you. She's right. really right there. It's like no, that's like dude. Her boyfriend took the picture. Right. Yeah. But you know, you can't ever really prove that. Right. So there's always right. that. There's always that suspicion, and you can have all the trust in the world, but your mind's still going to always wonder things, yeah. and mm-hmm. it, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, but definitely. Yeah, I was but gonna... we, we succeed. Well, Keep good. going. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm yeah, glad. even before I started doing this with uh jenna i i was in the military so i saw it all the time you know oh yeah uh, it's being away from you know the person that you love it just puts a strain on a relationship that can never be oh yeah it's and sometimes in some instances it can't be repaired no no and i've told her too you know you have to understand when i'm gone i'm missing you guys too yeah i'm missing my bed yeah you know it's it's People people see it as like like that Cypress Hill song Rock Superstar in the beginning when they talk about mm-hmm. yeah it's still a job it's a fun job but it's still a job yep. it really is yeah it really exactly. is especially when you're in a band like we're not we're not Slayer yeah we're we're well known you know the other band I'm talking about we're well known has a cult following it does great we do great but we're not Slayer we're not Metallica so we don't have like everything's not first class hospitality I mean so you're still struggling at times yeah. you're still staying in some shitty hotels some hostels in Europe. <laughs> you're still traveling by van sometimes, sprinter van instead of a bus. You don't you don't always have a bus for every tour. Yeah. You're still flying. You remember South America or places like that where everything's a flight? Every morning you're at the hotel, at the airport at five AM to fly to the next wow. city. It, yeah. it's it's a lot of work. All, it's exhausting. Yeah, we all know how much fun the airports are too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate the airports. <laughs> but uh you know, well, it's just people just not everybody's it's not for everybody, you know. And yeah. I've I've I enjoy it, man. I mean, it, it, is, it is exhausting. It is frustrating at times, certain things, but I enjoy it. And there's nothing else I can see myself doing. Well, you definitely have a career that it's nothing to turn your head at because you've played so many festivals. You played, you've opened for so many different bands that are very notable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've, you've made tons of friends, I guarantee, all over the world just doing this. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely have. And it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool to be like, oh yeah, my friend in Berlin, or yeah, my friend in you know in Melbourne. And I was like, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird sometimes, <laughs> but it's it's pretty cool. Is there any like difference other than um, between the two bands stylistically? Is you know, I know some of the songs that you do um, for Sangre are bilingual, and that they're both in English and Spanish. Yeah, we have a, we have a couple songs like that in Sangre, but it's it's you know primarily a, a all in English band. I just kind of sort of messing with the idea of doing more Spanish stuff because mm. of, you know, because of my experience with what yeah. I've been doing. I mean, it's something I've always wanted to toy around with. It was like, you know, being of Mexican descent, like, why not? Yeah, but why I didn't not? want to get pigeonholed as that. I didn't want right. to be like, oh, you're only doing Spanish. I want to, you know, yeah. this is what I, well, it's, you, it's a mixture of who I am. You know who band that um, does that uh, mm-hmm. is uh, Puya that I love. Oh yeah, they're a good band too. Puerto Rico. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, R- Ramon, those guys. Yeah, he's a, he's a great guitar player. They're, they were a good band. Man. I remember seeing them open for, I want to say like System of a Down. And like back in the day, like yeah. they were like opening yeah. one of their snow core tours or something. Yeah. Um, great band, really great band. Um, 
bad they're not still around. Um, uh, they actually, had another band after that called Ankla. Oh, actually, Puya's back around. They're coming back. Oh, we got oh, a, really? our friend Christian uh, Opus. He's uh, managing them now. So, oh, wow, okay. Yeah, they're going to start touring cool, cool. and everything else pretty soon. I think they're coming out with a new album, actually. Yeah. Oh, nice. I've been to Ramon these days. I haven't seen that guy forever. <laughs> I know he, was, he, he was living out in L.A. for a long time, then he moved back to Puerto Rico. So. Oh, cool. yeah. So I was going to ask you, too, because I know... You know, you have uh, a live video with um, Death March, but um, American Dream is a lyrical video. Mm-hmm. So do you have a preference? Are you, do you think you do a live video of American Nightmare? Sorry, because it deals with gun okay. violence. So it's very, it's something that the topic is very visual. So yeah, was, you know what? You that, know what I mean? that was the original idea was to have a video for every song. Yeah. We, we, that was what we wanted to do. We wanted to sit down and have a, a, a video for every single song. And it was like, okay, we're going to do Death March. We did Death March. The album was done about a year ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, December, right? We were gonna re- we're, yeah, we were going to release it on our own. And we said, you know what? Let's, let's lay back. We had a tour opportunity to go to Europe with, with Brujudia. So it was going to be both bands. Yeah. Double duty. <laughs> but it was a great opportunity because we had been wanting to go to Europe for a long time, but it's so expensive to, oh, yeah. you know, rent a van and get a driver and get a back mm-hmm. line. And, and then you're booking shows. You're not very well known out there yet. So you don't right. know what to expect. When this opportunity came up, it was like, you know what? This is, we'll be in a bus. There'll be a back line provided. There's going to be people at shows every Ooh. night. Nice. Let's, why not? Yeah. Why not? You know? Yeah. So we said, okay, we'll delay the release and we'll just go hit the road and then we'll, we'll, we'll release when we get back. And then when we got back from that tour, well, right before leaving for that tour, actually, we said, let's put a video out though, just to pump it up. Mm-hmm. And that's when we did the, the Pharmacon video, which is yeah. the, the video about the big pharma. Yeah. That was a lyric Love video. That. Yeah. That's a cool video too. Yeah, we just like we just wanted to get something out quick, just something quick that can, we can help to promote the tour. So we busted that out, but in the same time, we're like, we should have done a video. We should have done an official video. Uh, let's see if we can get the Death March one done. So then we had the same guy who did the Pharmacon lyric video. Um, he's tied in with the people that did the Death March video. So we said, okay. you know, what would it take for us to do this? Oh, it's going to take this many days. And blah, blah, blah. Well, can we do it in a day? Yeah, but, you know, you want to hire actors and this and that. And, no, 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 we'll do it ourselves. Right. Do it yourself. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll act all the parts. We'll listen to, are you sure? Yeah, let's just get it done. Nice. So we went to the studio and <laughs> we did every little part. I played like the, the asshole boss and, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but the, vid- the video shows everybody kind of struggling with their own, their own situation, yeah. whether... You know, because Death March, you know, the, the song is uh, based on this thing they call Kuroshi, which is a big, it's a thing oh, in Japan yeah. where yeah. people are, you know, killing themselves over over work because yes, they're overworked. Too much. Yep. You know, they're actually putting like nets around these buildings so people won't jump off the buildings. Oh like it's my nuts. God. Yeah, it's bad over but there. Then well, we, I don't know if it's that yeah, bad anymore, but it definitely had a point where it was like yeah, a, yeah. every day you'd hear about it. That's crazy. And then, but then you look at even like just look at us here in the, in the states. Mm, How many people struggle yeah. just to get pay their bills, yeah, that's and true. people go through depression and anxiety and stress. So like, it was one to put, put a picture of that out. So we did that and put those out back to back, pretty much. Went on tour, got back from tour and ready to release it again. But then we had an offer from our record deal on the table, so we kind of waited to see what they're going to offer. And then it was a lot of back and forth for a long time. Then it was like, oh, you know, right now is not a good time. It's the end of the year. The holidays are coming up. Blah blah blah. blah. Let's do it after the after the beginning of the year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Beginning of the year came and then it was like, oh, it's still the beginning of the year. It was just a lot of back. Okay, let's just release it on our own. Let's just do it yeah. on our own. But then got the offer from Blood Blast, which is a distribution. They're backed by Nuclear Blast. Nice. And it was like, it was like, you know what? Let's just do it. Right. Let's just do it. I mean, it's not, it's not a full on like record deal, but it's a distribution deal. It's yeah. more than us doing it on our own. Mm-hmm. It's a little extra something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
so we signed that and we put it out and then they're like well we got to put a single out for you guys let's put a single out um let's, they picked that song they're like, how about an american nightmare it's a great song I'm like yeah okay you know, let's do a video with it too i said yeah we want to do a video with it. He's like, can we do it in like a week i'm like uh <laughs> <laughs> let me let me see called around and nobody was really available and i'm like i don't know though what about a lyric video i was like uh we kind of wanted to do a, a, a video video for that right. and we'll just put a lyric video out you can do another video later for it or i said well yeah you know we want to do a video for every single song so we decided to go with the lyric video for the time being just so they would have it mm-hmm. so we can put it out with the release um and then, you know it still captured what we oh, wanted yeah, to say definitely. for the most part yeah, yeah. Um, well you know if nothing there's always, else there's always more there's always more I want to say, but yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, if nothing else, you know, you just keep doing your videos for every song, and then yeah. at some point you can always come back and do it later. Yeah, I mean, I've seen bands milk the hell out of their albums for like three years. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're re-releasing the Dizzy Pack, the, yeah, exactly. the Silver Edition, the Black Edition, the White right. Edition. You're like, Jesus Christ, how many editions are gonna put out? Right, or they remaster it and, and re-release it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> we added an extra song this time. There's a live song this time. There's a beach B side this time. Right. Like, no, right. we'll just put it video out and we'll put a regular one out you know in a few months down the line so there are definitely plans to put out videos for every single song yeah. including that one well i gotta say it seems like you are your experience of be doing this for 20 years has definitely made you cautious is that the reason why you haven't accepted a deal yet a record deal um well i mean that that is like i mean the deals i'm seeing these bands get these days it's not really beneficial to the band. No. Right. You can kind of do you can kind of do everything on your own these days. Yeah, you know you can you can release it on your own. You can, we could have even did digital distribution on our own. You know. Yeah. But it's like I, I wanted to see some value. I just wanted to see something that really felt like okay, this is going to be worth. This is really going to help us. Um, Twenty years in, like yeah, we're not really looking to be like the next upcoming band. We're not kids. You know, it's, yeah. it's hard for us to hard to. You know, we don't have that. We're not the image. We're not like a bunch of good-looking, slim, twenty-year-old kids. You know, we're, we're real I'm, men. I'm forty. I'm forty-one now. You know. Yeah, I, I'm forty-seven, so I, I'm, I'm right there yeah. with you. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a forty-one, forty-one-year-old uh, diabetic. I need to like <laughs> take it easy. I don't, I don't even drink. I don't even party anymore. I can't even party anymore. Yeah. Come on. Um, too much sugar in so, the alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was too much Jägermeister, man. Jägermeister and those well, that, Jack and Cokes back in the day. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to ask you. That was an everyday thing. Yeah. Are you guys still sponsored by Jägermeister? They don't technically sponsor bands anymore. Okay. Uh, probably a good Rockstar Mayhem Fest. They're both Jägermeister like sponsored events where they put us on their stage and this, this, and that. Then we did a tour in 2013, and then we did uh, Welcome to Rockville out there in Florida, Jacksonville, on oh, 2015. Yeah. And that was the last official Jäger thing we did because okay. after that, they kind of they turned, they were trying to do country, more country stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then they were trying to do a lot of EDM stuff. That's what was the popular stuff at the time. Right. And they, they said the metal market was kind of like was kind of dried up. That's what they said. Yeah. Um, I mean, I get it. It's business. They want to yeah. they want to put their money where where it's where it's busy. And you know, EDM was like a huge thing for a while there. <laughs> so everything went into like DJs and EDM. And Jaeger was like, you know, the guys, the reps there, we know them forever. They're great guys, and they, they did so much for us that we can't. I can never, you know, thank mm-hmm. them enough. Right. But they were like, you know what? We're we're not going to be sponsoring bands anymore, so we won't be able to send you, be able to send you guys stuff anymore. But you know, if you ever need anything. Let us know, like we're friends. We're you know, you guys will always be a Jaeger band in our eyes. So just oh, we can't, cool. we don't That's sponsor awesome. bands anymore. So it was great, you know. I mean, we're like I said, we're still friends on social media. You know, cool. once in a while, I'll get a message or a text or an email, and it's like it's cool to hear from those guys. 
you know, we did a lot of things together. It was, it was, they gave us a lot of great opportunities because we hustled our ass off. We proved to them that we were going to get out there and not just tell everybody, oh, yeah, we're a Jaeger band. No, we were going to go out there. We're going to plaster the cities with, with flyers and posters, and we're going to pass out Jaeger swag and take photos and send them to them and show them, look what we're doing. We're, we're pulling your shit everywhere, mm-hmm. you know? So uh, we'll always be a part of that, but just yeah, it's not. Unfortunately, it's not, the Jagermeister Music Program is not really a thing anymore. I mean, oh, back okay. in the day, it was it was amazing, you know. <laughs> I was going to ask you for uh, Mas Fuerte que la Muerte. Who did the um, art for the uh, um, with the the skull and the wings and the swords? And it's pretty, oh, the, uh, the okay. artwork was from a guy in Spain named Antonio Bravo Vasquez. He does a lot of uh, different like band like shirt designs and he does some like beer beer designs out oh. some craft beer designs out in spain yeah. and i found him just through just searching through instagram oh. i was just you know right. looking for different art stuff and I, I his stuff caught my eye and i remember messaging him and you know he, it, was, it was cool he did, he did it in a pretty good time and got everything we needed for it and you know we're pretty happy with it we are we are happy with it um yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's it's I just I love I love skeletons, but I just think, you know, with all the topics that you guys have incorporated into the tracks that you've released, I really feel yeah. like it just really it fits. Yeah, you know, because my sport, the killer more, basically is, you know, means stronger than death. And yeah. that was the concept of the album was like, let's because everything we've ever done prior to this seems like it was a, it was a, a, a mashup. Like we just took a bunch of songs that we had written and threw them on an album, you know, mm-hmm. and this time we were like, let's. Like not really a concept album, but let's kind of stick to like a, a, co- a topic. Yeah, yeah, a theme, a theme, like underlying theme. And it was, it was basically like, okay, you know, this is like, uh, like we're always surrounded by death, no matter what. Death's yes. imminent; it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. we're all gonna die. But you know, whether it's you know police brutality, which is our song "Law and Disorder," mm-hmm. whether it's gun violence, you know, American Nightmare, which is a play on words like American Dream, like yeah. it's actually American Nightmare. Yeah. Um, 43, which is a song about 43 students who were murdered in Mexico and they were protesting and it was all covered by the government and blah, 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 blah. I was going to ask you what have, that song uh, was about, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really I really like that one a lot. I was listening to it today, actually. And that's the first time I ever did one all in Spanish. Like, I've done songs yeah. where I mix Spanish words in, but that was the first time I ever did a full Spanish song. And I was kind of hesitant, but it, it came yeah. out great. I really liked the way it came out. Yeah, it was turned this, out really well. Was this in Mexico? Yeah, the, the it was in Mexico, students, yeah. yeah. 43 students, yeah. There's actually a documentary on Netflix. I don't know if it's still there, but I think it was about it. It's actually a really good documentary. Um, but it's just, it's just, you know, the whole album was basically, let's let's do an album about death, but not like, you know, cannibal corpse death. I'm going to kill you and, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. and, and saw off your arm and eat it or whatever. You know, this is like death, like real life shit that happens. Yeah. But let's kind of look at it from another side. Like, let's, let's, let's use our voice, our platform to talk about it, but also like to open a discussion about it and to like, to show that with these songs, we can, these stories can live on past these people's deaths. Just like ourselves. We're all going to yeah. die one day and this band's going to be dead one day. This band's going to go away because we're all going to be dead. But the music will live on. Damn right. So what's stronger than what's stronger than death? Our legacy, our, our memories. You know, so it was like, okay. So when I t- spoke to the artist about the design, I'm like, you know, I want something that represents like death coming at you from all angles, mm. you know, but you got to find a way to get away from it. So that's why he has the skull with like all those different arms. Okay. One has like a gun, one has a sword, one has a, a knife, like you know, it's like just it's like death coming at you, and it just has everything. Everything's coming at you full speed to to take you out. But you know, you're gonna rise above it. You're gonna be stronger than it. You're gonna you're gonna overcome and show them that. Right. Hey, man, I'm I'm here. I'm here for the for to the end of time. <laughs> you wow. know. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I did notice that. I'm like, there's all these different swords and the 
guns and numerous knives arms and yeah. and yeah, I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> but that makes yeah, I was, logical I was very happy sense. With that. Yeah, it yeah. came out pretty much how I envisioned it, how it came out. So yeah. I'm pretty stoked on it. Well, you know, having three kids of my own, I know like all these school shootings and everything and everything going on in the world, it, it scares me as being a father, you know, yeah. knowing that my kids have to be in this world right now. And, you know, it's always, it's never been good. There's always been something that you've always had to worry about. But you know, yeah. when when you can't send your kids to school without worrying about them, that's when you, you know, you know, things are bad. Yeah, it's scary, man. It's, it's, I mean, because I remember, I remember going to school and never thinking about that. I remember, and a lot of it is social media. A lot of it is, you know, you know the media overall, really. People just, there's so much to see now. Mm-hmm. So when we were kids, you know, our parents didn't really know what's happening in the next city over because no one was talking about it. Right. Um, but now you see every day this kid's getting kidnapped and this kid's over here and this kid, you know, some kid got abducted here. And I mean, I see like a family of mine, like some of my aunts, <laughs> they will constantly post post like pictures of this kid got you know kidnapped here and tra- child trafficking here and so you're just of course it creates anxiety and it creates like mm-hmm. you know you're scared now for your kid you're yeah. like i can't i want to send my kid to the store right I'd be, I'd be nine years old on my bike riding around town all night long you know i kid. know <laughs> isn't that crazy riding my skateboard riding my bike <laughs> yep. and now i'm afraid to let my kids play in the front yard yeah sometimes you know yeah Oh, yeah, for sure. No, no, no. Get in the backyard. It's safer back there. (laughs) Yeah, stay in the backyard. I can see you, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's crazy, man. But it's it's reality, you know, and um, it's it's unfortunate. You know, I take my kids to school and see the the gates all around it. And you got to worry about some guy walking on there and shooting the school Mm -hmm. up or or kidnapping your kid or whatever. It's just just nuts. What sucks is there's a fine line because at some point you got to kind of give them that space so they can grow on their own too. And you can't always, you know, have the leash on them. Yeah. Can't suffocate them with it. Yeah. Yeah. I've been trying to teach my ex that, but she doesn't seem to get it. That's crazy. So, you know, (laughs) being that there's this uh, pandemic and and stuff and it's kind of put a kibosh on the whole entire concert touring, it's either stop things for some people in some areas or put a a kind of a halt. Um, Mm -hmm. Have you guys been able to entertain kind of like what are we doing from here? Are we just going to focus on writing music? Or is it just a lot of planning right now? Like. You know, do you even? Um. Well, yeah, we haven't really planned on anything, really, honestly, because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know yeah. when things are going to open up. I mean, they got the opening phase three, phase four, all this crap. But concerts is a whole other animal, you know, because yeah. this is live gatherings of people in a room. Like, what are you, what are you going to do? You know, how many people are you going to allow on a show? And yeah. Are you going to play a show and only ten people are allowed to see you? And you know, where, where can you make money? I mean, right. it's just we have so many tours with with Bruhidia lined up. You know, we had Japan in March. We had a Spain tour. We had a South America tour. It all got postponed until next year now. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're not even looking at doing anything this year. They're talking about, you know, next year. Wow. And so even locally, I have, I have a promoter who's been bugging the hell out of us to, to do the show in L.A. And he's kind of keep, keep changing. Okay, we're doing it in May. Oh, we're doing it in June. We're doing it in September. I'm like, dude, just chill. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. chill. Don't, 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 let's, not, let's not even talk about it until we know for sure what's going on right because really we don't know we don't know and so in the meantime we just even we released the album it's all digital so it's you know it's accessible for everyone and we decide okay let's let's release the album and then let's just um work on prom- promoting it let's just mm-hmm. get online everybody and promote the hell out of it get our friends to promote the hell out of it add it to playlist etc cetera, etc cetera. and in the meantime too we've been doing like some live q a streamings we did like a live release party one night 
Nice. Oh, cool. Which was, we weren't sure how it was going to go over, but it went over good. Okay. Good. We did an Instagram one one night, and then we did a Facebook one the following night. Okay. And both nights were pretty interactive. People were coming on and talking and just asking questions about the songs. And, you know, it was cool. It was, I think people were just looking for some type of, any type of socializing to do with, with us. Because it's been so long since we played a show or even, you know, because we're, we're like a, a band of the people, you know. Our, our friends, yeah. our fans come to the shows and we have a good time. We hang out. You know, it's not like we're just like, we see you and it's like, oh, buy my shit. You know? Right, right. right. yeah. We'll hang out and the guys will have a drink with them or a smoke with them or whatever. And, you know, we shoot the shit and we have a good time. Yeah. And it was cool. They just, you could see that people were just generally happy just to connect and talk and interact. And um, it was fun, you know, it was just fun. People asked questions about the songs. We, we played the album in its entirety while we were talking in the background. Awesome. People had a chance to hear things they hadn't heard it yet. And then uh, we did some we did some um, some acoustic recordings too, cool. And some like live playthroughs. Our drummer did a drum playthrough for American Nightmare. Our bassist did a bass playthrough. Our guitarist did like some guitar lead stuff. And we posted all those on our social media. Just kind of like keep some type of stuff flowing out there, stuff for people to see, stuff for right. people to like to see that. Just you know, just keep the socials going and and let them remind them we're still here. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, you also got in the. Um... You sponsored the Doc Coyle podcast too. Yeah, we did that too. Uh, you know, I've known Doc for a long time. He's uh, yeah, from back in God Doc Forbid days. Yeah, yeah. Doc Forbid days. Yep. He, every time they play out here, we play with them and stuff. So, I've been wanting to, to sponsor, uh, sponsor one of his podcasts for a minute, and I hit him up last year actually when we first were talking about putting this album out. And luckily, I didn't sponsor after all because we had to wait too long to get back to him, and mm-hmm. he already filled the spot, right. which is good though because, like I said, luckily we never ended up putting the help out so it would have been a waste of a podcast <laughs> right but um so i reached out to him about a month ago or a month and a half ago and was like hey man i want to sponsor a podcast he's like yeah he's like, well, dude i got a perfect one for you i was gonna say you know, it was Christian like the, El Nino. Yeah. i was gonna say yep. that was a perfect yep. podcast for it too <laughs> oh it was great yeah because you have the latino connection oh, there yeah. you also have like you know metal, the one thing El Nino. that yeah yeah one of the things that they always kind of we seem to always get uh i mean like i said it's not pigeonholed but people for the longest time have always said well you know what kind of metal are you and, you know, we've evolved a lot over the years. I mean, yeah. when we started this band, we were pretty much like a new metal band. That was just the style that was we, we gravitated to. Mm-hmm. Very Fear Factory, Slipknot-esque mm-hmm. back in the gotcha. day, System of Down-esque. But um, as time went on, you know, we all have different influences. You discover new music, and your influences kind of, like, blend into your, yep. your music. And uh, we've become a lot heavier, a lot more aggressive at times, but still right. kept the melody. And people still always kind of looked at us as, like, having that groove metal, mm-hmm. you know, that, that groove mm-hmm. metal style. So it was like, okay, well, that kind of fits in even with like the El Nino thing. And, um, you know, just, just the whole Latin thing was like a good, I think it was a good cross promo. Yeah. And, and, it was, and there was a lot of, you know, I hate to say it, but there was a lot of controversy between their whole breakup oh, of the El Nino yeah. thing. So it was like yeah. people wanted to tune in to hear that episode. So I was like, cool, perfect, we'll do it. Yeah. So, yeah, so just, you know, doing things, finding any little avenue we can use to like help keep our name out there and push this album. That's all I think we're going to do over the next few months while we wait to see what happens with the rest of the world. Yeah, it definitely helps that Jose Mangan's a friend or, uh, a, you know, a, a supporter, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays us on Sirius here and there. I mean, I never really know until someone texts me or sees me a screenshot and says, <laughs> <Right. laughs> Yeah. Hey, it's heard you on. I'm like, oh, shit, cool. <laughs> right, right. Hey, uh, speaking of Slipknot, though, I wanted to say that uh, the American Nightmare intro sounds a lot like uh, shit. No, I forgot the name of the song. What album is that from the new, one it, was album? A, it was a new release. It actually wasn't on the new album, but they released it before the new album. Oh, okay, okay. But the, whole, the intro with the beat and everything and a little bit of the guitar riffs, you're like, your version's faster. It sounds a little bit uh, different, but it has a similarity to it. There's a similarity. Oh, okay. But, yeah, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I, I, 
to be honest, with the last couple of albums I haven't really listened to. I'll, I'll hear them here and there. I just, uh, I, I, I don't know, man. I feel like a year ago I slipped into, or maybe even longer, I slipped into this like place where I just like listen to the same shit over and over. You know, you get that nostalgic yeah. thing where you just want to listen to like old shit. Yeah. yeah. So like, I kept, I kept myself like, I guess it's a creature of habit type of thing where you just kind of listen to like what you're, what you, you listen to what you want to listen to, period. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, it was just like, I just want to listen to Alvin James. I just want to listen to, you know, Mastodon or Gojira. Oh, uh, those bands really like, uh- I love Gojira. Dude, everybody talks I about I mean, love we Gojira. love Gojira, too, but everybody talks about Gojira. Oh, I love them. Yeah, I mean, they, it was funny because my, my guitar player would listen to them a lot during when we'd be on tour. And I remember hearing it being like, oh, that's pretty cool, you know, but I never really, like, checked it out. Right. It was always, like, playing, so I'd hear it. And then one day I decided to fucking to download one of the albums, and I was just like, whoa, these guys yeah. are badass. And we had played with them, like, years ago at, in, at the Key Club in Hollywood. I know, which is, and like, I, crazy. I didn't really remember. I just remember, oh, yeah, they have a name. Let's play with them. You know? <laughs> Still have a crowd, you know. Let's play the show, and I didn't didn't really appreciate it till later on. Yeah. I was like, oh man, these guys are really good. Yeah. And um, yeah, man. So bands like that, and I catch myself listening to a lot of old, early, like underground hip hop. I just mm-hmm. I think for me, mm-hmm. my when I'm driving, that kind of like is more my cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think plus playing heavy music all the time. I think you kind of need that break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You're you're around it all. The, you're performing every day. You're around it all the time. It's like okay, I need to. Just, you know, I'm, I'll even listen to like the Bee Gees or like. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> Abba, whatever. You know, something different. It's kind of like keep my mind doing other things. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. All right. I looked it up. It's Unsainted. Unsainted. Okay. I know the name. I know the yeah. name. I think I've heard that yeah. song. I have to go back and listen to it again. All right. Huh. It was so much fun <laughs> talking to you. Like we had a blast. I'm glad yeah, that we. Awesome. I'm glad we might talk too much. I just no, I get on a roll. I keep going. No, our the difference between us and every other podcasting not program every out other there, but a majority a lot of, of them, them is that this is a conversation. You know, I mean, yeah. we do yeah. the we do the research because we obviously well, want to know wanna, on the music, learn, but we want to learn about we want to learn about you. You know, as a person, awesome. your history, your experiences, just you know what your who you are because after all we're all people and that's really i think what exactly you know, makes that connection to the people to listen to see that you are a well, human it helps being. you connect to your fans right more exactly too, so. exactly yeah for sure and that's something that people whenever ask me like why did you pick the name sangre like what made you think of that name it's like you know honestly when we were sitting around thinking of names some stupid names thinking of different names to name the band and going like, oh yeah, this band, that sounds brutal or that sounds cool or whatever. And then my guitarist at the time, his sister was just like, how about Sangre? And we were like, we all looked at each other like, Sangre, Sangre, <laughs> okay. And we're like, well, I mean, blood. it's kind of boring because it sounds like, if you say blood, that's not right. boring. Right. It's called blood. But Sangre, okay, has has the Spanish, exactly. the Spanish word, it has some meaning yeah. behind it. And we were like, well, we wanted to be a band that kind of showcases that we're, we're just, you know, we're human. We are yeah. human, but we, want to connect with you and what what's the thing that connects everybody blood mm-hmm. yeah you know no matter mm-hmm. what color your skin is no matter if you're you know straight gay you know woman man whatever you are whatever nationality you are we all have blood that connects us exactly realistically i mean even if you're religious or not i mean if you look at religion people believe that we're all connected mm-hmm. you know we are it's just like yeah it's like you know hey blood <laughs> has a lot of meaning yeah. it's the river of life it it's is. the thing that that connects generations through time is blood. You know, like you're, you look up your bloodline. You know, it's, it's, okay, cool, let's go with it. So yeah. it was like when you say like you had that human connection that it makes a lot of sense, and that's just why we we picked that name. Yeah, I like it. And you know, the funny thing is, is that you know people 
use their blood, their DNA to find their their genetic history. So it's like obviously oh, yeah. blood is that thing that connects us, yeah. our legacy, our you know, us as human beings, gener our legacy we're that we leave our children. We're all branches of the same tree. Yeah, I mean, exactly. we we all come from the tree of life. So you know, exactly. we're just different offshoots, but it's still the same tree. Yep, yep, I agree. <laughs> so where, where where would you say the best place for people to go to find your music if they want to download it or find merchandise? Um, I mean, we have a band camp, which is uh, songrymetal.bandcamp.com that has our merchandise on it. It has uh, a couple of the older albums on it, and we also will be making our, our new album available for physical copies. Nice. We'll hopefully have that pre-order up in, like, the next week or two cool. been, i've been meaning to do it it's kind of slacking <laughs> but uh we want to get the pre because we weren't even sure if anybody was going to be able to print them right now yeah. um but yeah we're going to have that pre-order up here in the next week or two on the band camp but i mean literally the album is now the new album is available on all streaming options so it's spotify pandora napster google play amazon music title i mean everything across the board deezer you can find us on there and then also you know our facebook facebook songry metal twitter dot songry metal Instagram, Sangre Metal, um, YouTube, Sangre Official. So, I mean, we're everywhere. We're trying to be everywhere. Except for TikTok. I'm not really big on TikTok, but <laughs> you never know. Never say never. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, especially first. especially yeah, with your exactly. name being Sangre. I mean, you just try looking up Sangre, you're just going to get blood, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's, there's, a couple, there's a couple bands out there that have the same name, too, yeah, which kind of, it kind of sucks. We found out later on, so we're kind of like trying to make sure we... We're, you know, and they're metal bands, so it's kind of, they're different countries, but right. hopefully people will figure out by looking at the artwork, which one is ours. Well, thank you so much, Henry. This is so much fun. <laughs> so no, no much problem. fun. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. And sorry about the, the, the inconvenient timing last week and no, then today being no late. Problem. And, oh, yeah. Know. We just wanted you to have fun yeah. at your yeah. uh, family yeah. event there. We were, we were glad oh, you yeah, could spend good. time with your family and stuff. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a busy life. It's a busy life. Today, oh, I, yeah. today I had to get a refrigerator, so it's always something happening. <laughs> always something. <laughs> well, we hope you enjoy the rest of your evening and have uh, a good weekend. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And I look forward to talking to you guys again in the future. Definitely. Oh, and uh, when we see you, we normally buy drinks for our friends, but we will get you a water. Yeah. We'll get you a water. Yeah, I'll take a water or a Coke <laughs> Zero or something like that. Yeah. Always works. We'll hook you Buy up. Coke, whatever. <laughs> All right. We can't yeah, wait. Michigan, right? Yeah. yeah. We're part of Michigan. Um, we are about 45 minutes outside of Detroit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Closer so. to the Canyon border or, or down more? Um, we are about well, an hour from Port Huron, which is the other end of Canada and stuff. Oh, okay, okay. So. Yeah, you play, if, you play, if you play in Detroit, we, we can see all those shows. We love the Machine Shop. Yeah, Flint. we're always at the Token in Westland. Machine or Shop Diesel, in Flint. Or Diesel. Yeah, Diesel and... Okay. Um, I don't remember. I don't think we played in Michigan, honestly. Yeah. I don't think we ever have. Well, get your asses up. I know. We, I know. I know. We played <laughs> Chicago. We played Milwaukee and Wisconsin. We played Chicago. We played uh, Minneapolis somewhere up there. Somewhere. What was that place called? Well, I, I was. I, I was sad because I know you guys played Mayhem, but it was in California. Yeah, it was in yeah. California dates. We'll get up there. I'll make. I'll yeah, make it a point to get so. out to Detroit. We have to. Well, yeah, just remember for sure. the, Just remember the machine shop. Oh, that's, for sure. That's, yeah, that's I, the one I, to I, get I to. I see all the bad taking pictures there all the time. Yeah. 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 So, but cool, hopefully, cool. Uh, whenever you got when you guys do make it out here, we'll definitely make a point to go see you guys play so we can meet you. Yeah, if nothing else, get some food awesome. and hang out. So, oh yeah. yeah, cool. Thank you again, and I will see you guys when I see you. All, All right. right. Take care, you guys. Have yep. a good day. You too. Yep. Bye. Good night. Bye.